Welcome to Critical Thinking Required, hosted by LBW. This podcast is intended for free thinkers, entrepreneurs, and knowledge seekers. Join us as we discuss relevant financial topics, explore with guests their financial journeys, and engage with experts in industries such as space, media and entertainment, real estate, and many more. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to Critical Thinking Required. You're with your hosts, myself, Tim Bickmore, and my colleague, Dan Weiss. We are missing Nathaniel Leach today, but that's okay. I think Dan and I can handle this one. He decided to sit this one out, said, hey, you guys take this. You got it. We're good. So we will take this one. Before we jump into what we're going to be speaking about today, which Dan will give you a little bit of an update here in just a minute, we're doing a little bit of a different route on this podcast. Um as Dan likes to say, a PSA, public service announcement. But before we get there, uh, I just want to let all of our viewers know, if you enjoy our podcast and you enjoy listening to a few guys talk about stuff they love, please, please, please like, subscribe, and share our material. Dan, please, let's uh, get the audience um, engaged and ready to go for our podcast today. We had a lot of questions last week because last week people started receiving their deposits. Some people will talk about what those qualifications are, um, their deposits or checks regarding the advanced child care or child tax credit payments, which is uh, coming from um, the American uh, uh, rescue plan. And so as a result of this, some people forgot or didn't notice, or whatever be the case, started seeing money hit their account. And and we started getting uh, hit by a number of calls and emails, as we should, about, hey, uh, what is, what's this about? So we thought it would be nice to talk about it a little bit here so we can share it with some of those people that called and more that may be having the same questions. Hey, maybe you haven't even noticed that that's even happened. So if you take a look, you'll see some money in there and, and it's not necessarily an error by any means. So what we'll do in this format is uh, I'm going to toss some questions to Tim. And Tim is going to attempt to answer those questions. I have faith in him, so I think he'll do a great job doing so to give people a little bit of some insight as to what this, at least at now and probably we think likely, last stimulus uh, effort is going to be made here. So could be more, but mm, this is the last one that's really been talked about, at least to date. So let's start perhaps... With um, July 15th, you, you, you would have seen the first issue, so that was last week, of these funds. Now, these funds, and I'll throw it to Tim here for a second, are going to come for the next six months. And that is it, right? At least as of now, six months, these payments. The question that I have first is, Tim, how do you qualify to receive these payments? Good question, Dan. Before I answer that, I'll have to do a little bit of a compliance uh, shout out here for Nathaniel. Uh, This is just a fax. We are not giving advice. And if you do have questions about this specifically, please do reach out to your CPA and ask these questions. Um, They are definitely the professional that can help you out with it, but we're also happy to give some, some overall guidance or high level views on some of this information. So with that being said, with that uh, compliance, I'll jump into some of these answers. He's even with us when he's not. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Nathaniel's always with us. Um, To qualify, so there is income restrictions on this child tax credit. Before I get into that, 
The child tax credit allows you to take a credit on your taxes, which will lower your taxable amount in, in the event that you have children. Now, they made some adjustments to the child tax credit. A, they did reduce the actual income levels that people can receive this. So it's not as, as people with who are, are really wealthy won't be able to take this credit. People who are making good money will most likely be able to do this. But there's two different buckets. One is for the age for children under the age of six. And then there's a second bucket for children any any age below 18 to six. Now, these amounts are in the event of for a six and under is 3,600 per child. And then any child between 18 and six or 18 and unders, right? So 17 and six is $3,000 per child. In order to qualify, your income levels have to be below $150,000 for joint filers. If you're filing as a head of household, it needs to be 112,500 or lower. And for all other filers, AKA single filers, you need to have an income below 75,000 in order to take advantage of this credit that we're talking about. So how is that gonna work though? There's some, a few other details here. This is subject to clawback. What do I mean by clawback? I mean that the government could come back and say, hey, Dan, those advanced payments that you took, you actually don't qualify for them. And you're gonna say, well, what do you mean? How do, how do they know if I do or don't qualify? Well, the way that they're actually gonna be able to do these advanced payments or how they did it is they looked at either your 2019 or your 2020 tax returns, depending on when you filed your 2020 tax return. So your if your income has adjusted, has it gone up above these levels and you're receiving these advanced payments, the government does have the ability to come back and claw back those advanced payments because they weren't based off your 2021 income. So that's just really important to know because what you could do is, and to get into not as much in the detail, I know this is going above Dan's answer, but what you could do is you could go to the IRS website and you could actually stop those payments if you know that your income is going to be significantly higher than what you may have filed in 2019 or 2020. So that's how you qualify. You have to be below those income limits. And then again, you'll be able to claim it if you are $3,600 for anybody below six and then $3,000 for any child um, ages 17 to six. We're going to break that out in a second. And just, just so people know, if you're like, well, get out of it. Like, how did I get into it? There, there was actually something that was sent a few months ago that allowed the default was to receive this. So if you got something in the mail from the IRS and you did nothing with it, that's why you're receiving these. You had to actually opt out of it to not get these payments. But like Tim said, you can go to the irs.gov site and you can opt out of it now. And you will want to consider doing that if you think you're gonna be over this threshold. So um, just to break it down a bit, because I'm sure people are, we, we've had these questions. They're wondering, well, is this going to put me in a worse spot than uh, where I was last year or a better spot? Because the fear here, of course, is, and Tim will, will detail this out, I'm sure, the fear here is, well, if I'm getting these payments now, because it's an advance, and if you get a check, it's going to say that right on there. If you're getting these payments now and you get this advance, that means then you're going to get less of a credit at the end of the year, which is true. But what Tim will explain too is how that is being offset so that the difference, if anything, is hopefully not significant. But if you're taking the money now, you're taking a portion of that credit, you will not receive that portion later on in the year. So Tim, could you talk about a little bit and then we'll make a hypothetical 
and then perhaps we can kind of break it down as an example. But what do I mean when I'm saying we're getting a portion of the credit now? And heck, we could even make a hypothetical now if you think that makes sense. We up to you. Okay. Yeah. So to clarify one thing that Dan mentioned is why is this impactful? So this advancement, right? So this is an advancement of the credit that the government's giving to um, the people who want to receive it. As Dan mentioned it, the default method was to receive it, but you can't opt out of it. Where people are getting nervous is saying, well, what if I can't take the credit on my taxes in 2021? Will that mean I had to pay in more taxes, right? When I, when I go to file now, how much you pay into taxes is, a, is is not that simple. The credit is going to obviously make make a impact, but it's about your withholdings. It's about how much you contributed to retirement accounts. If you had any other expenses, you could deduct mortgage interest. Are you taking? Are you doing the essentially itemized deductions, or are you taking the standard deduction? Right. There's a lot that goes into play to understand how much you owe to the government at tax time. But this is one thing that could affect it because instead of having $3,600 to to deduct or take as a credit, right, you are only going to have roughly $1,800 to be able to take as a credit. So if you spent that $1,800 that was advanced, there may be a potential tax hit, but it may not be as bad as that sounds. And here's the reason. The government is advancing 50% of the credit. So using the six, anybody below six, they're advancing up to $1,800 in money to you today. They're doing this to make sure that you can get supported and with child support due to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. However, if you actually look at the 2020 tax child credit that you would have received, it would have been $2,000. So essentially the only thing that you're missing out on at the end of your tax return is $200 in credit. Because last year you would have got 2000 and no matter what, you're going to get 1800 when you file your taxes. So it's a $200 difference. So it's not a, it, it again, could impact some, it may change a little bit, but it's probably not too, too material for most. Um, if you're looking at it from that perspective. Now, if you look at it from the, the children um, 17 to six, then that's $3,000 compared to last year, it was still $2,000 for anybody 17 and, and younger. So the difference would be you're getting advancement of 1500. So that means your credit will be 1500. Compare that to 2020 of 2000, then you're going to be off $500 instead of the 200 I just mentioned to Dan. So it, it really, it's again, you have to be conscious about it, but is it as impactful as maybe people look at it right off the bat? Probably not so much. And then there's another thing that we'll dive into where if you had any child-related expenses, so child and dependent care tax, they actually upped that for a one-time thing in 2021, which could actually recover that amount if you spent money on daycare or other work-related expenses to be able to work or look for work for your children. So we can get into that, but overall, those are, that's kind of the situation. Um, again, six and under, you're about $200 if you take the advancement compared to last year. 17 to six, it's $500 compared to last year, less in credit, but you're also getting the advancement. Um, and it's, and the government's done this so people can actually spend the money and use it. Um, that's the intent um, of the, of the bill. So if I will, I'm going to walk us through a bit of an example. Tim is going to sure. correct me if, or when maybe I should say I misstep, right? And, uh, and then we can build in the second piece here that Tim is talking about too. So my, my daughter is almost five. So she falls in that six and under category, right? So assuming that my income is underneath this threshold, right? And um, 
of 150 is what Tim had mentioned, right? So assuming this and that I have a five-year-old in play, right? I would be receiving checks of $300 a month starting last week until December for a total, right, of $1,800. Now, as Tim mentioned, this is 50% of the $3,600 credit that I would be receiving for a child of that age. So that means then I'm going to get $1,800 over the course of the next six months, six months in cash. And at the end of the year, I could then expect to see an $1,800 tax credit. If I compare this to last year, I wouldn't be getting the advance, right? But I would be getting a $2,000 tax credit. So $2,000 at the end of the year compared to the 18 that I'm getting now, leaving me with a $200 shortfall compared to last year from a credit standpoint. However, I got that $1,800 advance, right? So if I spend all of that because I have to, or for whatever reason, at the end of the year, I'm going to feel 200 bucks short, right? Same example as if I had a 16-year-old, which some days I feel like I do. If I have a 16-year-old, right, same concept. We're looking at a $3,000 tax credit, right, total. I'm going to get $1,500 over the next six months. That's half of it, leaving me with $1,500 at, at the end of the year for a tax credit, but I would have got $2,000. Now I have a shortfall of $500. If I spent that money, got $500 now that I have to come up with. That's the first portion. Tim, did I mess it up yet? You're good. Okay. You're nailing it. So You're nailing we, it. Ah, great. So now we bring in the second piece of this that Tim is talking about, right? And, and before we bring that into an example form, there's a second piece to this credit, right? Uh, it's a, in, yeah, it's a second credit. It's the child independent care. They, they are separate credits. Correct. Yeah. So there, what qualifies Tim to receive that second credit? And then we can build it into this first scenario. Sure. Yeah. So the second credit is what's called the child and dependent care tax credit. And what this credit is for is essentially to support people who had to pay for um, care of a dependent of a child and, or, or someone else, but who is considered a dependent and in order to work or find work. And they have actually upped the amount that in an individual can take as a maximum credit up to $4,000 for the year, for 2021 specifically. So what this is considered is the, you can take, so the way that this works is let's say that you had $8,000 of expenses. So we'll use Dan, for example. So let's say that Dan spent $8,000 for Laora to go to daycare so Dan could go to work during 2021. He could say he could then use that and he could take 50% of that 8,000 for to take a maximum credit of $4,000 for the year. If you were to compare that to 2020, Dan would only been able to deduct up to $3,000 for Laora maximum eligible expense at 35%, which would total a maximum credit of $1,050. So Dan would have access to Two or sorry, three uh, two thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars more in credit based off of this year compared to last year. Which, if you were able to take that eligible eligible credit, he would actually be better off in this tax year than he was last year, and still get the advancement as long as he was able to um, um, take advantage of this credit specifically. So 
it can be better off. It also changes if you have, so that's for one child. For two or more qualifying children, you can do up to $16,000, which then would equate to $8,000 in maximum credit. So overall, with you, if you look at these two um, credits together, if someone is able to take advantage of the full amount, then they should be technically better off this year than they were last year when it comes to how much they would actually owe or pay in taxes. Does that all make sense? And hopefully that was clear. I think it was pretty clear to me, Tim. It's a complicated piece. So if any of the audience needs to talk more about it, you know how to reach us and we'd be happy to, to shed some more light or point you in the right direction. But I think that's about as clear as you probably can get on this, at least at least in the time frame we're yeah. allotted to speak to, to, to all of you here. Well, and I think too, Dan, what I could do is I'll, I'll run everybody through the Leora, the, the Leora example from start to finish. So to, to give an example, let's say that Dan um, in 2020 was going to take advantage of all credits available to him. He would have been able to take a $2,000 credit for Leora just for the child tax credit. And then he would have been able to take an additional $1,050 in the child uh, child and dependent care tax credit. So he would his total credits would have been $3,050. In 2021, if Dan was to be able to take advantage of all credits available to him having Leora being um, younger than six, he would have $3,600 in the child tax credit by which 1,800 was advanced to him in cash. And then in addition, he would be able to do $4,000 in the child and dependent care tax credit. So his total credits would be uh, $7,600 compared to the roughly $3,050. And then in addition, he would have been advanced $1,800 in cash. So the overall structure of the American Rescue Plan Act actually should be a lot more beneficial as long as people can fall, you know, can qualify for each credit and then take the maximum amount of each credit. It actually really is, is better. So if you can do both, then there really is no worry of the advancement when people are worried if that was going to hurt them in the long run. However, please note that the child tax credit is a, has a clawback. If your income goes above the limits and you are unable to take the credit, they will claw back the advancement of the payment. So it's just something to take into consideration. And as it also stands right now, both of these types of credits are one-time deals. There's no thought uh, of this happening again next year at this yes, point. Yes, I, I believe, I, I know for sure the child independent tax credit. I don't know if they set the child tax credit in stone or not. I do know though that the child independent care tax credit is um, a one-year deal. I'm not sure about the child tax credit, if they're going to leave that or not. So I don't know. We can leave, we can, we'll leave you audience with a little bit of homework there if you're interested in um, or I'm sure by the time the night is out, Tim will probably out of his own curiosity. Yeah, maybe we'll get it. Tim, any other lasting thoughts before we before we head off on the podcast tonight? No, no. I think that it's uh, if you have anybody has any questions, obviously, please feel free to reach out. I, I will reiterate my compliance. Uh, we are not CPAs. This is not tax advice. We are just talking about 
what the uh, legislation and the, the act uh, states um, in a factual standpoint, um, just to make sure that people can understand it. We, you know, Dan and I are very auditory people. Nathaniel loves to read. We like to listen. So for all our listeners out there, we hopefully this helped out. But if, if you do have questions or if you want to talk to us, it's an easy thing. Um, just, just shoot us a call. We can, we're happy to discuss it. Only thing I'll say is just, there's always a lot of fine print. It's there for many different reasons. Uh, doesn't mean that people like to read it. So if you're not going to read it, it's okay. But then lean on somebody that does. And, uh, and, and with that, we uh, wish you all a great night. That's all, folks. Thank you for taking the time to start your journey of thinking differently and listening to LBW talk about stuff they love. Until next time. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual on any specific security, on any specific broker-dealer or custodian. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments, broker-dealer or custodian may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. All opinions expressed by podcast participants are solely their own and do not reflect the opinion of Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC. Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management LLC unless a client service agreement is in place.